Hey, guess what? Looking up is about to start. Stay tuned. Teaching me patiently, laboring selflessly to show something better that God has in store. Living the Christian life, setting the standards high, you showed me Jesus as Program and you are listening to Pastor Danny, Shell, 
And Sharissa, well, she's our producer and we hear from her occasionally and we do have an update from her and that we'll probably hear from her a little bit later in the program, but it's good to have you back in studio today, Pastor Dan. It's good to be back. We good missed to be you back. last week. Yes. Um, yeah, you were kind enough to fill in with your dearly beloved husband <laughs> and that was really exciting. I listened to a little bit as yes. I was traveling back from a funeral that I was attending, and um, yeah, it was a really interesting subject that you guys covered. Yeah, we remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife, yeah. And so if anyone would like to remember Lot's wife and remember what happened last week, then you can listen to it on the podcast, which is on the website, faithfm.com.au. But today, we're going back to the series that we took mm-hmm. a break from last week and the weeks before that. What are we doing today? Well, we're going to continue with the signs of the times that Jesus gave us that give us a very clear indication as to where we are in the stream of time. And so we're going to be taking a look at, um, yeah, the words of Jesus as they relate to where we are and uh, where things are heading and how we can continue to look to him and have hope and put our faith and trust in him. Well, it sounds like a topic that everyone will want to make sure they tune in for for the rest of the Indeed, it's going to be really, really fascinating. And we've got a lot of uh, other current events that we haven't been able to share. Tons and tons. You guys shared a few last week. We shared a few, but I knew you'd have more. Oh, there's always more. (laughs) There's always more, unfortunately. Yeah, there is. So we look forward to that. And um, I guess, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, look, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hear from our friend Shell, who's had a bit of an accident. Yeah, she's got her arm in a sling. Yeah, she's got an arm in a sling, and um, yeah. So Sharissa and Shell had an altercation the other day. <laughs> so yes, um, unfortunately, Shell ended up on the wrong end of that altercation. No, that didn't happen. She she had a little. We'll, we'll, we'll find out how that went. And I had You're a. Saying you think she could take me? <laughs> <laughs> it was um, a Democrat and Republican kind of stoush that that occurred from from the inside word that I've got, like okay. you know, just the word on the street. <laughs> Anyway, um, and so anyway, I got a haircut as well, um, which I told yeah. you about. Yeah. So the last time I went for a haircut, my wife said it's too long. This time I went for a haircut, and she says it's too short. Well, next time so you'll get it right, won't you? I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> I never get haircuts right. But the good news is it grows back if it's there to begin with. So, That's true. And most, and there's a lot of people out there that would love to have a short or a bad haircut. Well, they'd just love to have a haircut. Exactly. Full stop. <laughs> if they don't have hairs to cut. So <laughs> praise the Lord for that. Well, let's listen to Anna Beden. She's going to bring to us a song. I believe she wrote it called Fill Your Lungs. How appropriate is that? Then after that, we will continue with current events as they relate to Bible prophecy. I know you're feeling scared No, you cannot see hope anywhere I know you're disconnected There's no way through I know you feel alone But these feelings aren't true Would it help if you knew He's right there with you told take courage and take hope 
Beaten, fill your lungs, and you are still listening to the Looking Up program. It's a live broadcast today, and we are coming to you. The date is, it is, I forgot the date. It's, can you believe it? It's the 3rd of May already. 3rd of May? Yeah. Are we into May already? We are into May already. And uh, I should also make our listeners aware of the fact that this is actually a live broadcast, which we would love to hear uh, from you. So we have a dedicated number for this program. It's zero four triple eight one seven six two four. If you have any comments or questions, we would love to hear from you. Well, uh, Pastor Danny, um, we will have a pro- prize giveaway. We'll tell them about mm-hmm. that a little bit later in the program. But for now, uh, what is... Is it that you would like to draw our attention to in current events? In current events. Well, um, I guess this weekend uh, there's, a, there's a, a big event happening there in the UK. Yes. And all eyes will be on the UK as uh, the coronation of King Charles III takes place. Did you know that, Sharissa? I've been sitting under a rock, I feel. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, tell that's us why, more. Tell that's us why more. you tune into the Looking Up <laughs> show. <laughs> Actually, I, I bumped into a whole bunch of people at Big Camp and uh, they told me they look forward to listening to the Looking Up show 
um, the news segment that we have in connection with current events because that's all they listen to all week. And so they're like, if it's important and if it's got anything to do with the coming of Jesus and prophecy-based, then I need to know. If not, I don't need to know. So, True, true. <laughs> um, Amen. Yeah, so anyway, it was really interesting that um, uh, there was an article that came out regarding uh, a first that will take place, and that is the Pledge of Allegiance from the People. Uh-huh. Now, you definitely wouldn't have heard about this. So uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury, um, at one point during the service or the ceremony on Saturday night, our time, I think it's going to start about 7.30 or 8 o'clock um, in the evening uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And so the Archbishop um, of Canterbury will ask members of the public to pledge their allegiance to King Charles III uh, during the coronation. Hmm. So the article pointed out that this is the first time in history the public has been invited to declare allegiance to a new sovereign. So the first huh. time. This is like a first. And um, and so <laughs> it, it was interesting. It was interesting to take a look at what this, you know, Pledge of Allegiance is. So people at home, you know, can stand up in front of their television at the due time, and they can share their Pledge of Allegiance and repeat these words that I'm going to share. And um, and it was quite interesting. So people are going to do it publicly that are there, including our Prime Minister, who is mm. there at the moment. He's going to be part of the coronation. And he said, yes, he will be you know, swearing his allegiance to the new monarch. Wow. And so this, this is the homage of the people. The Archbishop of Canterbury will will say these words, I call upon all persons of goodwill in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and of the other realms and the territories to make their homage in heart and voice to their undoubted King Defender of All. So not Defender of the Faith, but Defender of All. Mm. And that's an interesting point. I remember we talked about that. We did. And, um, and then all who so desire in the Abbey and elsewhere say together, and this is what you'll have an opportunity, opportunity to say Charissa as well as Shell. Um, I swear this is what they'll be saying. I can just imagine Shell saying this. Can you just imagine? I think her other arm would break. Um, this is what people will be invited to say. I swear that I will pay true allegiance to your majesty, capital Y, capital M, for your majesty and your heirs and successors according to law. So help me God. And then there'll be fanfare played, and then the Archbishop will say, God save the King, God save... And then everybody will cry out, God save King Charles, long live King Charles, may the King live forever. It's like huge. I wow. mean, so as I was thinking about that, I'm like, well, where would I stand? Would, would I do this, whether I was there in person or whether I'm at home watching it or listening on the radio or whatever the case may be, you know, what would I do? Would I actually do this? And then I thought of a scripture. Teresa? Yes. We always go with the word. Absolutely. So I went to the word for clarification as to what I ought to do as a follower of Jesus Christ. And this is what the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, Paul writes, I exhort first of all that supplications... Prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. And then he goes on, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Mm -hmm. So the Bible calls on us to pray and offer supplications on behalf of, you know, kings and queens and those in authority, basically those in government. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but it doesn't say anything about me swearing my allegiance to be true um, and faithful to his majesty or her majesty, whatever the case may be. Um, or maybe one day there'll be... No, I won't say it. <laughs> sure, so I'll leave that alone. Um, so his or her majesty. And I'm, 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 I believe that, yeah, we ought to be praying for our monarchs, our prime minister, our premier, our government leaders. We ought to be praying for them. But I'm not really comfortable with swearing my allegiance to any human being. Mm. You know, not being disrespectful, but I want to, my, my allegiance is to Jesus Christ. Mm. Reminds me of a song, actually. Yeah, there I is a song. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. Yeah. With all my strength, with all I am, I think. Yeah, something along those lines. Maybe if it's on our Faith FM. I pledge um, allegiance to the land. The network, maybe our friend um, Shell will be able to find it um, and we can and we can listen to it. But, yeah, I, I do believe that, you know, we need to be, we need to know who we're pledging our allegiance to. Mm. I believe in respecting authority, mm-hmm. uh, respecting government, praying for our government leaders, as we have pointed out here, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, you know, with all with all godliness and reverence so that we may be able to share the gospel. But I do believe it's dangerous to, you know, wholeheartedly pledge our allegiance and our loyalties and, and, and you know, to be faithful you to, know, another human to being. another human being because they're faulty and That's they're right. failing. So That's right. Yeah. Jesus so anyway. is the only one who will never let us down. Yeah. So anyway, food for thought. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. So, um, but it's interesting that yeah, I guess closer to home, you know, interest rates went up yesterday right. uh, by 0.25 percent. And do you know that from May last year, when they first started going up, I think this was about the 11th. I think the 11th rate rise since May. I think we've only missed out on one, and that was last month when they paused. Um, interest rates for those who well. The, the loan repayments for someone who's got a $500,000 loan is $1,000 more now than it was 12 months ago. Wow. A month. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Plus the rise of cost of oh, living plus, plus groceries. All that. Plus all that. So, you know, so times are, are getting pretty tough for a lot of people. And it's interesting, um, talking about the economy, do you know we are going more and more cashless? I know that I am going more and more cashless. <laughs> it's true. And, um, yeah, people, especially young people. It's more convenient to tap and go. It's, it's very convenient. This was a, a news headline um, just from the other day, March 30. Um, major Australian bank, speaking of the ANZ Bank, to end cash withdrawals from some of its branches as the end of paper notes looms. Mm. You know, so some ANZ banks are stripping back some of their services, some banks will no longer carry physical sh- cash. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going more and more cashless. And um, the reason why I raise this is because this connects with Revelation 13, mm-hmm. where at the end of time, in that final worship war, those who are not willing to go along with what will be rolled out worldwide, the mark of the beast um, issue, they will not be able to buy and sell. That's right. And so at no other time in human history have we had such a situation where you could literally lock someone out of the economy. Hmm. That's never happened before because people down through history for the last 6,000 years, they've either bartered goods or they've had gold or silver 
Um, and, you know, in recent times, you know, notes and coins. So there's been something tangible that you have used in order to exchange. No, just freeze accounts. Exactly. So that's never happened before in human history. So the reason why I say this is because a lot of people, and, um, and you know, not so long ago, maybe 50 years ago even, you know, before the computer age, um, people were saying, you, you crazy Christians um, that believe that one day, if you don't go along with what's going to be rolled out around the world, you're not going to be able to buy and sell. That is just the most ridiculous thing on the planet. You guys are just so crazy. You're just on another planet. This is just impossible. Mm-hmm. Only a few decades ago. And now what is impossible is very much a reality. Oh, it's just a crazy world right now, isn't it? And it's amazing how, how things are. It's just so set up for what the Bible says would be happening just before Jesus comes Absolutely. Again. And let me just share exciting with you how, time to be alive, absolutely, really. Absolutely. And let me just share with you how quickly this is all happening. Yeah, all right? tell us. You're holding on to your seat. I'm holding on. Okay. Check this out. ATMs, all right, um, around Australia have decreased from 17... Sorry, from 14,000 was their highest number of ATMs in 2017. So that's not that long ago, 2017. That's less than 10 years ago. From 14,000, last year there were only 6,000 ATMs in Australia. Wow. So we've more than halved the ATMs in the space of six, seven years. And let me tell you that the population hasn't gone backwards. Mm -hmm. So per capita... There is less and less. Amazing. And so it says here, the Reserve Bank estimated just 13% of transactions in late 2022 were in cash, Mm. a halving in just three years since the start of the pandemic. Mm. So in three years, we've gone from about 25-26% of all purchases being done in cash to now 13% in three years. So the pandemic really propelled the cashless um, way forward. Mm. And so you've got your central bank digital currencies now that are being you know, piloted in over 100 countries, including Australia. So everything is really set up. You know, We're literally set up for a cashless society in the not-too-distant future. And I'm not a prophet or a son of a prophet, although I have a name of a prophet, but I believe, <laughs> I really do believe, I really do believe that potentially in the next four to five years, we're going to be going completely cashless. Yeah, I think you're probably onto something and there. And that could be even like a long, you know, that could be kind of the, the, the long end of it. It could be way sooner than that. But anyway. You mentioned, and, you know, speaking of control and the ability to control our spending, just the ability of uh, the government to have increasing control over people's lives has definitely uh, increased since COVID. I was just looking at the news recently in the U.S., the CDC uh, said just a couple of days ago that it, they would still require That's the communicable the disease and Center for Disease, disease Control Prevention or whatever. Yeah, one yeah. of those. Yeah, <laughs> they said that um, foreigners would still have to be vaccinated to enter the United States, which makes them an what? outlier. This was so they were going to lift the ban on May. The, they, they were, were going to lift it on the 11th of May. Right. Then the CDC said, no, everybody needs to be vaxxed. The foreigners need to be vaccinated because they put everyone at risk, even though COVID is no longer considered a health crisis. I know why. The president does not like well, Djokovic. Well, well. well guess the, what? He doesn't like Djokovic. The White House overruled 
the CDC's decision. Oh, wow. And so now foreigners can enter. Oh, they can enter. We all clap. We know why she was as excited yeah. about that. Wow, it was just amazing. The backflip, you know, that wow. just happened. It was so the a, CDC said the all CDC foreigners said, need to be vaccinated yeah. and the White House said, said no. Yeah, and they, they to be vaccinated, in order to be considered vaccinated, you had to have received the vaccine, at least one, Pfizer or Moderna, um, from August of 2022. So if you had one, if you had been double shot before that, that didn't count. It what? had to be from August. Are you serious? That's what it said in the article. Yeah. That's crazy. So anyway, the US is very much just speaking of control and how governments are able that to is. control borders now more than ever before. <laughs> I mean, the pandemic enabled that to happen. They did, yeah. And so that set up a lot of things. Now, um. Uh, we, you know, we both love evangelism, you and I. Um, what is evangelism? Evangelism is sharing the good news of the gospel. Um, evangelism, it comes from the word evangelion, which means good news. So we are spreaders of the good news. Amen. And it's interesting that there is a drag queen evangelist. What? Um, in the United States of America. Yeah, she's a Christian, she says. Wow. And um, yeah, and she says... Yeah, she says a lot of things which I won't repeat. But anyway, she's from the United Methodist Church, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she's um, going to be ordained very soon in her church as its church evangelist. Wow. So this is where we are in the stream of time, my friend. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just incredible, incredible. Well, we're going to have to share more <laughs> after we uh, hear this song from Claire Lynch, Lead Me On, and then we have the news following which we will continue with, uh, I'm not sure, you A probably have more. things more. in there. Yep. All right, there's always more. So stay with us and don't go away. Enjoy this song. Turning to the left or to the right Like the sail we 
to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Dan News. This is the Looking Up program, and yes, we are looking to Jesus. What a beautiful song, and welcome back. We haven't gone anywhere. This is still the Looking Up program. And before we continue with what we were talking about, we just want to let you know that as our valued listeners today, we we have a special gift to give away. It's not even a prize today because our producer told us we have an unlimited supply of these. I guess until stocks last, but it doesn't look like they're going to run out (laughs) by the sounds of it. So that's exciting. So today's gift is entitled The Final Events of Bible Prophecy Study Guide, and it's uh, authored by Doug Batchelor. If you want to dig deeper into what the Bible says about final events, then this study guide is for you. So if you would like to receive this, we will be releasing the code word that you simply have to text into our studio number, and we'll release that code word shortly but in the meantime our studio number that you want to keep handy in case you have any comments or questions and of course so you can obtain today's gift the number is zero four triple eight one seven six two four. text us any comments or questions you have we would love to hear from you mm, yes that's a that would be a great resource um, on bible prophecy so if you don't have it you really really want to get hold of this this will be yeah, just such a blessing to you. And Doug Batchelor has has a gift of making things very simple. You know, he's someone that didn't have a Christian background. Yeah. Grew up in a very secular background. And so... His he, testimony is called the richest caveman. Oh, and indeed. <laughs> so he can keep things really simple. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And um, so, yeah, so you, you'll want that resource for sure. Now, um, Sharissa, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot, you talked a little bit about that. Last week, the days of Lot and, you know, Mm -hmm. remembering Lot's wife. And it's interesting that Jesus specifically pointed to those two events as being the same in the world just before Jesus comes. So Mm -hmm. the, the life, the times of the people of the days of Noah and the days of Lot, it will be exactly the same just before he returns. I mean, it's unmistakable. He says, as it was... In the days of not as it was there, so it will be in the in the times when the Son of Man comes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this story that we talked about earlier, it's one thing 
It's one thing the world um, not following the template of God that we have in his clear word. It's another thing for the Christian church Mm. to jump on board. And I know you kind of thought this was a bit crazy. Um, This drag queen pastor and self-styled drag evangelist. But it's true. Um, Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And um, someone shared it with me and I had to check it out. And indeed, you know, this individual um, known as Isaac Simmons, um, that that goes by the name Miss Pentecost. Um, you know, she declared in this, in a profanity-laced video, she declared a number of things. Um, some of them were like, God is nothing, the Bible is nothing, and religion is nothing. Mm. And at the same time, like I shared earlier, she is uh, a candidate for ordination as the associate pastor at her Hope UMC Church in Bloomington, Illinois, um, United Methodist Church. So this is where we have got to, and um, yeah, I, I really don't, I really don't know how much longer we have, but I don't think there's that much time when this is happening. I totally agree with you. Time is ticking away. Time is short. It's it's ticking away. The doomsday clock people they don't need <laughs> to tell us. <laughs> we we can see that clearly. This is this is another um, interesting headline. This is also in a from a Christian college. So we're not talking about you know secular university, a Christian college in the United States. And a lot of this is happening in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, more and more of this is happening in the United States, which is at the very center of end time Bible prophecy. Mm-hmm. So. When things go absolutely kaput in the United States of America, the pendulum is going to swing. And we're going to be talking about that on our radio program, you know, in the coming weeks. And so this is where things are leading to. This was um, a Christian college and it fired a teacher for tweeting that homosexuality is a sin. Wow. That's all the teacher did. The teacher just tweeted that um, in a tweet. So this was a personal, private tweet that they shared with with whoever. Actually, this was um, in the UK, so not in the United States. My Mm -hmm. apologies Mm -hmm. to our United States listeners, Shell and and the rest. These kind of things do happen in the United States. They happen everywhere in the Western world. Yeah, yeah, it says, An evangelical college in the United Kingdom has sparked a debate over scripture and tolerance after it fired a lecturer for a tweet labelling homosexuality a sin. Mm. The controversy started in February when Cliff College lecturer Aaron Edwards posted a tweet affirming the historic biblical position on sexuality. Um, and, you know, this, it's, yeah. Anyway, um, it's interesting. Um, th- this is what he shared. Homosexuality, this is his tweet. Homosexuality is invading the church. Evangelicals no longer see the severity of this because they're busy apologizing for their apparently barbaric homophobia, whether or not it's true. This is a gospel issue, by the way. If sin is no longer sin, we no longer need a savior. Mm. That's what he tweeted. And because of that, he was fired. Wow. He was fired because of that tweet. So freedom of religion, freedom of expression has gone out the window. Um, and whether you agree with, you know, the way he's phrased it or not, uh, the bottom line is he's, he's just sharing his views, his biblical views. Mm-hmm. And the Bible does clearly point out that any sexual activity outside of marriage between one man and one woman mm-hmm. is sin. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Whether it's in person, whether it's via a screen, whether it's 
in your thoughts. Even Jesus said, if you look at if you look at another woman to lust after her in your heart, mm-hmm. in your mind, you have committed adultery with her. You That's have right. sinned. Yeah. So if we throw that teaching out the window, then we throw. Well, you just can't read the Bible anymore, you can you? You can't. So. <laughs> the Bible just says one thing, and you can't even say that thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what, what to say. It's just it just this is a Christian college mm. in the UK. Wow, <laughs> the, he's been fired yeah. from his job. Yeah, I mean, this is serious business. We're not talking about you know someone that's you know being called into the principal's office. You know, received a detention um, for saying something maybe that. You know, was seen as um, you know offensive or whatever. They've got fired. That they could have a mortgage. There could be a whole bunch of other things. You know, providing Shocking. for their family. Yeah. yeah, just over over that statement. Anyway, and it's, and it's interesting that um, yeah, um, while while that's happening, you know, there's just so much confusion as to you know uh, whether you know who, who who's a man, who's a woman. Um, you know, just the basics. And I think we talked about one of the latest. Um, who is a little bit confused? A New Zealand, a new New Zealand Prime Minister. I think we might have mentioned that. Who, when he was asked, he he couldn't he couldn't define, you know, what a woman is. And we've got to the point in human history where the absolute basics um, are now, you know. Well, yeah, we've even got Mother's Day coming up, and I'm wondering if people are going to celebrate Mother's Day for much longer or will it be birthing person's day? You know what I mean? Yeah, like well, that's true. you can't use certain words anymore. So That, that, that is very true. And, um, you know, we talk about, you know, the banking system as well. I'm not sure if you guys shared last week, but a third major bank in the U.S. No, we didn't share that. In the U.S. is in trouble. You better tell um, us about that first one. First Republic Bank. So this is like the third... The third big bank um, mm-hmm. since you know Silicon Valley Bank, and so that's that's in big trouble, and um, it's you know they're looking to bail bail that bank out, and um, so yeah, there's there's there, there's a whole host of things um, in that space which you know we won't take the time, but yeah, w- whichever way you look at our world, it is fast running out. Whether it's you know what the New Zealand Prime Minister said, whether it's um, you know SunCorp. Here in Australia, introducing you know gender affirmation leave to employees undergoing gender transition, um, or whatever the case may be, there, there is just so much going on in this space, and you know we need to be praying, we need to be loving, That's being right. kind, but I really do believe that we need to share the truth in love, and yeah, we need we to need, be looking up. We need to be looking up because Jesus is indeed coming soon. These are the biggest signs. That's right. You know. Uh, the earthquakes, um, the economy, uh, you know, all state these of things. Society. State of society. These are all signs, but the biggest one for me is when the fabric of our society starts falling apart. And that's been happening for the last 50, 60, 70 years, especially after World War II, but it's just accelerating now. You know, the Bible even talks about how the earth will be illuminated with God's glory before mm. the coming of Jesus. So there's going to be, and, and in Matthew 24, Jesus says the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world and then the end will come. So there's exciting times ahead too, I guess, in order for the gospel to really appear in its absolute glory, the world's just got to get so bad, and it already is. The worse it gets, the better the good news becomes. That's true. The yeah. light will shine brighter. Shines brightest in the dark. Yeah, in the darkness, yes. So praise the Lord. We know where this train is heading, and we know how the story ends. We've read the back of the book. Mm. 
The last two chapters in Revelation tell us how it all ends. And we praise the Lord that Jesus is coming soon. So, yeah, we need to look up because our redemption is drawing near. And so, yeah, that's about all. I mean, there's a whole heap more we can share, but we won't. But that's probably sufficient. That's all for today. That's all for today. And um, we want to now, um, yeah, have a prayer and then we'll continue on with our Bible study, Sharissa. Sure. As we're taking a look at some of the signs of the times that are telling us that Jesus is Coming is indeed at the door. Amen. So would you like to have a little prayer? Let's pray. Our loving Father in heaven, thank you that we have the freedom and the opportunity to study the Bible together just now. We invite your Holy Spirit to guide our conversation, to guide our study. Bless our listeners too, we pray, as we dig into your word. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we've been taking a look at this, um, yeah, at the, the, the signs of Jesus coming that I've termed a world on the brink. <laughs> Doesn't really feel like we changed <laughs> gears from the news. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we haven't really changed gears too an much. Extension. But um, yeah, this is a bit of an extension of that. So we've looked at the abandonment of truth. We've talked about the downward spiral of morality. And now we're going to take a look at the increase in political tension and instability. So we're going to go to scripture. Mm-hmm. And if you could. Open your Bibles. If our listeners are at home, they may want to follow along with us. Matthew chapter 24 is where we're going. And I want to share with you some thoughts that I really haven't thought much about up until the last few years. Mm -hmm. And it's finally dawned on me why Jesus shared what he shared and the significance of it. Okay. So if you'd like to read Matthew chapter 24. And um, yeah, why don't you just pick it up in verse 1. And read all the way through to verse 8, please. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Okay, very good. Thank you for for that. Now, in this passage here, Sharissa, Mm -hmm. we discover that Jesus mentions a few really key issues that are going to precede his coming. Because what we have after verse 8 is the final tribulation. Okay, because verse 9 says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. So this is where the pendulum will swing. So we are currently living in the time of verse 8, before verse 9 breaks out. Now in verse 8 there we have, we've shared this before, but it's probably good to remind our listeners, all these are the beginning of sorrows. What's that word, sorrows? Birth pains. Birth pains, and you know all about that. Being a brand new (laughs) mum. So... We know with birth pains that they accelerate in frequency and intensity the closer we come to the birth until the baby is is born. Now, Jesus here mentions several items that are real key, that are really, really important. And it only hit me a few years ago how important these things are. Firstly, he talks about deception. Deception. Mm -hmm. Is there deception and confusion today? Yes. Absolutely. 
um, talks about, you know, being deceived um, by another Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the word Christ means Messiah or a deliverer, someone who is here to deliver you. And Christ, he is the true Messiah. He is the true deliverer. But today we have people, not just in religious communities, but in the secular world, standing up and saying, hey, you follow me, you follow my ways, you follow my technique, or you follow my book, you follow my website, you follow my whatever, fill in the blank, and you'll be successful. Mm. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. So we've got many today that are heading in that direction. Then Jesus says there's going to be war, there's going to be famine, and there's going to be pestilences, okay, or pandemics, diseases, as well as earthquakes, those four things. Oh, <laughs> we are coming to a break. Time and is so running we're out. We're going to take a look at these four things. <laughs> On every front. <laughs> Let's listen to this next song, Thine Be the Glory, and then we're going to come right back to those thoughts that Pastor Danny was just leading, leading into. Conquering sun, endless is the victory. Thou art endless one. Angels in bright raiment rolled the stone away. Camper folded grave clothes where thy body lay. Thine be the glory. Risen conquering sun, endless is the victory, thou death has won.
You are with us here on the Looking Up program and we're coming to you live today from Newcastle. It is May the 3rd and uh, we have a special gift that we've been telling you all about. It is a little study guide entitled The Final Events of Bible Prophecy and it's authored by Doug Batchelor. And if you would like to get your copy, well, I'm told that there is an unlimited supply today, which means everyone can receive a special gift and the number to text in the code word is zero four triple eight one seven six two four, and the code word is. <laughs> Do you remember? No. <laughs> That's why I was asking. Um, Something to do with L U L U twenty three. So looking up twenty three L U twenty three final. There you go. I believe that's the word. So L U twenty three. Final is the code word, and that's all together, no spaces. If you text that to zero four triple eight one seven six two four, then we will make sure that this little study guide, very appropriate for today, comes to you. Mm, indeed, indeed. Wow. Okay, so folk, text away, and we'll get that. We'll get that book to you. Well, Sharissa, before we went to the break, we were taking a look at what Jesus said here. He could have he could have listed a number of major signs that would catapult us um, into those final events. He does a little later on. Mm -hmm. He talks about, you know, the days of Noah and so forth. But here specifically, before we catapult into the final closing moments of human history, he talks about deception and false Christs, which which we've talked about, you know, a false messiah or or giving your allegiance to someone else. And we have, you know, we've got, um, what do they call them, influencers. Mm -hmm. You know, they're everywhere. TikTok influences, yep. YouTube. Um, YouTube influences, you name it, influences um, everywhere. And so then uh, he, he also talked about famines, pestilences, and war. Okay, now it's interesting. These three, these three create the most anguish, pain, disaster, and destruction and death of anything else in the world today. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Disease, that, that, that's the your pandemic. Death. Death, sorry. Disaster. Disasters. Sorry. Is that what you said? Yeah, now what I'm saying is these three war, A war, war, <laughs> war, famine, yep. and disease, they take out more people and create more suffering than anything else in the world. Mm-hmm. They're the big three. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's interesting that these three are the ones that Jesus talks about. And if you take a look at our world, disease is rampant. And I'm not just talking about pandemics. I'm not just talking about COVID and, uh, you know, viruses such as that. We're talk- What about heart disease? What about yeah. cancer? Yeah. You know, these are huge. Dementia, Alzheimer's, a lot of these diseases. Depression. Depression. Yeah, People, mental health. Suicide. Exactly. So, so that's huge. It's, it's so much. Under- talking about suicide, it was, I read a statistic um, from the U.S. and they were saying, uh, about one third of teenage girls that they had um, surveyed, high school teenage girls, contemplated suicide in the last twelve months. One wow. third—that's that's an enormous amount, up from like twenty percent two years ago or so. Mm, very sad. Yeah, very sad. And our lifestyle doesn't lend itself to positive emotions sometimes no, because we're very sedentary. We're always looking online and looking at devices. We don't get enough vitamin D. We, we're living in a very toxic environment. We 
very, very toxic environment. And so, and so we've got that. We've got disease um, that is rampant in the world in all these different ways. Then we have uh, war. In the last century, approximately 230 million people in the last century, in the 20th century, lost their lives through war and conflict. Mm. That's never happened before. Someone suggested more people died through war and conflict in that century and in the last 2,000 years combined. Wow. Um, and then you have, so you've got famines, okay, and, um, and they are creating havoc. There's about 800 million people today mm-hmm. who don't have enough food to eat, who go to bed hungry. 800 million. Can't even wrap your mind around That's like that. 10% of the world's population. That's nearly a billion people. And what's, what's fascinating, Charissa, wow. is that these three elements... Um, war, famine, and pestilence or disease, they were all present in the Old Testament Mm. before Jerusalem was overthrown by the Babylonians and before Jerusalem was overthrown by the Romans. All three of these were present. There was war, which ultimately, you know, ended um, people's lives um, when the city was breached by the soldiers Famine, you starve people out by surrounding the city. They can't go out of the city into their fields, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to garden and to bring in their produce. And disease, we know that famine and disease go hand in hand. So there's a disease outbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't have fresh drinking water and so on and so forth. And so you have that. And um, God told the children of Israel a number of times in the Old Testament. There's just one scripture here, Jeremiah 24:10 where God says, I will send the sword, the famine, and pestilence, those three that Jesus talked about in Matthew 24, among them till they are consumed from the land that I gave to them and their fathers. So God says, this is what's going to happen. Um, If you turn your back on me, these three items will come that will devastate and ultimately destroy your nation and will take your life. And it's interesting that these three come from the covenant curses, the mm-hmm. blessings and the curses. Mm-hmm. You can read about them in Leviticus 26, 25 and 26, where God says, you know, if you choose to walk away from me, turn your back on me, I will, you know, I will allow the sword to come against you. Um, I will allow pestilence to come among you. And he says, I will allow your bread or your supply of bread to be cut off. Wow. Famine. So what's happening right now is that we're turning our backs on God and the natural consequences are more war, more disease, and more famine working together. Hmm. Now, what's interesting is that Oxfam, have I talked to you about Oxfam? Talk talk to us again. Okay. Oxfam uh, International, they monitor sort of the disparity between the rich and the poor in the world and Mm -hmm. especially world Mm -hmm. hunger. And uh, they had a headline during COVID a year or two ago. It's on their website still. Um, and this was the headline, World in the Midst of a Hunger Pandemic, right? Why? It gives, this is the headline, uh, conflict, coronavirus, and climate crisis threaten to push millions into starvation. The three Cs, mm-hmm. okay? Conflict, war, coronavirus, pestilence, climate crisis, famine. <laughs> It's all there. They are saying that this is what's happening. And I don't know if you know this, um, but during during the pandemic, um, 
the richest 1% in the world, they managed to take, to take more than half the world's um, profits and so forth during the pandemic. So they got richer. Yeah, 1%. At wow. the expense of the 99%. Hmm. And it's interesting that, you know, the wealth of the 10 richest people, nine of whom are men, increased by $413 billion in 2021 during the pandemic. Wow. These so are a lot of good stats you've got here. I'm telling you. And um, and whilst, you know, the, the poorest in the world, you know, they just went backwards um, even more so. So... Yeah, it's it's really really sad, and and the the disparity. Mm-hmm. And do you know the richest people on the planet, like the Bill Gates, the Elon Musks? Do you know how much tax they pay on average? No, the richest, I have the no billionaires idea. pay between three and four percent tax. <laughs> I can tell you, you're paying a whole heap more than that, yeah. and so am I. Three That's to four percent. That's not very fair, is it? No. So how does that work? So the billionaires of this world are paying the least tax. And the people who are earning the least, they're paying, paying the most. So this tells you that time is running out. In fact, go to James, James chapter 5. And here in James chapter 5, we have this very scenario pointed out and we know that this is at the end of time. Mm-hmm. So James chapter 5, if you want to read, begin in verse 1. Because here it speaks of sure. what's going to be happening. Bible says, come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up treasure in the last days. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Indeed, the, All the way to verse 8. Okay. Indeed, the wages of your laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out. And the cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. You have lived on the earth in pleasure and luxury. You have fattened your hearts as in the day of slaughter. You have condemned. You have murdered the just. He does not resist you. Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Mm, The coming of the Lord is at hand. Mm. It's saying be patient, establish Mm -hmm. your hearts. You know, don't give up. Don't become despondent and don't sink into despair. Because when you see the rich getting richer at the expense of the poor, you know that the coming of Jesus is at hand. Mm. Well, it must be very close. It is very close. (laughs) It is very close. When we talk about the 1%, and most people today know that 1% of the world's population own as much as 99% of the world's population. That's never been the case in all of human history, mm. that we've had 1% own as much as the rest. Wow. That's just phenomenal. You can't even the get your head around The control of uh, everything is in the hands of a small few. Absolutely. So, so we know that we're getting very, very close. And it's interesting, in Matthew 24, back to Matthew 24, Jesus mentioned earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever wondered why he didn't talk about floods, why he didn't talk about fires, why he didn't talk about 
typhoons or hurricanes or cyclones. I haven't or, wondered it, but but tell me more. Or, um, <laughs> or, 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 or what do they have in, in America there? Tornadoes. Tornadoes. Yeah, no, I haven't thought about that before. Why earthquakes and why not mention any of the others? Tell me. That rattled my brain, my little brain, for <laughs> quite a while, and uh-huh. then it hit me. Uh-huh. Then it hit me. Of all the natural disasters, I mean, earthquakes, number one, it causes the most death and devastation mm-hmm. out of all the ones that I've mentioned. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about tens of thousands and even hundreds of thousands die, mm-hmm. you know, when an earthquake hits. Number one. Number two, of all the natural disasters, you have no warning. No oh, prior warning true. before an earthquake. There are warnings. If there's a flood, there's obviously rain, true. Um, fires. It's, it's obvious. Hurricane, you know that it's coming. Cyclone, you know it's coming. Tornadoes, you know, you know they're in the area because of the weather conditions and so mm. on and so forth. Even snowstorms, blizzards, you name it, there are warnings. Mm. But earthquakes take you by surprise. Take you by surprise. And Jesus said, watch and be ready. Watch and be ready. You talked about that last week, you know, the, the earthquakes. Yeah. Um, you've got an app apparently on your phone. Get it? Yeah, get emails all the time. Yeah, <laughs> they send you updates. I think there were two in New Zealand in one day, yeah. seven and above. That's right. Um, and thirdly, and I believe this is a really big one, earthquakes are associated with God bringing about conviction and conversion and bringing about, bringing about something major and huge to the attention of individuals. Mm. So when there was an earthquake at the cross, the centurion cried out, this was the son of God. An earthquake, Paul and Silas at midnight, the jailer. And at the end of time, there's going to be an earthquake that will usher in the second coming of Jesus. There was an earthquake when God gave the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. Earthquakes through the Bible are connected with conversion, God at work, and the salvation of God. Oh, We have to come and pick up on that in just a moment. Let's listen to Jacqueline Jewell. As I recall the Savior's love and how he died for me I look back at what I've done, ashamed of what I see The Father then takes my hand, says I will give you rest I am the way, the truth, the life, come to me and you'll be blessed I'll give you peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless billows of love. Forgive me, Lord, for I have sinned. I do I just keep holding on to what separates me from you submit surrender all we are words I hear you say help me give all that I am you are the only way give me Oh, 
make all things new. Commit your ways unto me, I'll carry you through. Be thou faithful unto death, as light up ahead. I give you the crown of life, I am the Jacqueline Jewell and some friends mm. bringing to us peace, peace. Beautiful, peace. beautiful melody. That's yeah. what we need. Yes, absolutely. I enjoyed that very much. And we want to remind you all that we have a special gift that we'd love to give to all of our listeners. It's a study guide entitled The Final Events of Bible Prophecy. This will allow you to dig deeper into what the Bible has to say about this very important subject. You can get a detailed, eye-opening look at last day events and be encouraged and strengthened in your walk with God. There are seven lessons in one book if you're interested. So the, the code word to text us in today so you can obtain this special gift is LU23FINAL. LU, the letters LU for looking up, 23, it's the year 2023, and the code word ending in final, the word final, F-I-N-A-L, LU23, final, text that to our, our studio number 0488817624, and we will make sure that you get this special gift coming to you. In fact, we've already had a number of people claiming it, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, Sharissa, you mentioned just before... We went to that beautiful song, uh, Another Shaking, that we off have air. in Scripture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, off air. Oh, you didn't mention that. I there. think it was on air. Yeah, this is, this is powerful. And Sharissa pointed this out, and um, and we looked up the Scripture. And if you'd like to read it, this is a, uh, a shaking that took place 
when God's people in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, were praying. So you want to read Acts 4.31. Yes, the Bible here says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Wow. So There's an earthquake. There's an earthquake. And so that earthquake brought about revival. It brought about holy boldness. And, yeah, they go out and they speak the word of God through Holy Spirit um, boldness with great power, it says in verse 33. Mm -hmm. You know, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace came upon them all. And really, that's what that earthquake um, also symbolizes, I believe. God wants to wake us. He wants to shake us. He wants to, you know, give us a holy boldness. He wants to do for us what he did for the early church. Mm -hmm. Wake he, us up. He wants to wake us up indeed and to shake us and to prepare us through the power of his Holy Spirit to go out and to share the word of God with boldness and with great power. Mm. So as there were conversions, when earthquakes happened in the New Testament times and in Bible times, so too God is seeking for conversion. So, you know, the Bible's pretty deep. You know, we can... There, there's a lot of deep veins that we can pursue when it comes to this. You know, we can talk about statistics of earthquakes, and yes, they are going up. But I believe that the spiritual shaking, and we know there's a shaking coming. That's right. The Bible talks about, you know, a shaking coming just before Jesus comes. So that's, that's really, really fascinating. Now, as we pointed out, um, you know, it's, it's not God's plan for all these horrible disasters to take place, for famines and wars and disease and, and earthquakes, never part of God's plan. In fact, you know, Jesus in Matthew 27, um, before we have the chapter in Matthew 24, Jesus, you know, cried out, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you know, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. And then he says, see, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so, you know, God is weeping as we turn our backs on him. Mm -hmm. And God is seeking to draw us to himself like a mother hen wants to protect and draw her little chicks under her wings. Amen. So I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that, but, um, you, know, you know, the cry of God, mm -hmm. the heart of God. Just that God loves people more than anything. He wants us to be saved and safe, and that's what he's all about. His whole heart yearns for you and for me, which is a very wonderful God we serve. Indeed, indeed. And um, so as we, as we draw near to, to the close of human history, you know, God's love, I believe, will be growing mm -hmm. more and more. And, you know, as we talk about, you know, what kind of times we'll be living just before Jesus returns, you know, the Apostle Paul in Second Timothy chapter 3, I don't know if you have it there, Second Timothy chapter 3, and if you want to read verse 1 to begin with, um, notice how Paul describes uh, the time of the last days. He said, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Okay. Now that word perilous, mm -hmm. I looked at, I looked up that word, and guess what that word means according to Strong's Concordance, which is the Bible uh, concordance or dictionary. Perilous, it means times of stress, mm -hmm. dangerous, difficult, troublesome, hard to bear, harsh, savage, and fierce. Mm. So 
This is a really difficult time in human history, such as we have never experienced before. You know, times of stress, danger is difficult. That describes, sounds like today. It sounds like today. And notice what society will be like during that time. If you want to keep reading from verses 2 yes. to 5. The Bible says, For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Ha! Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. I'm reading the King James, by the way. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Mm, Very good. So you read a little bit past it, but that's okay. (laughs) I got carried away. Uh, You did. (laughs) You're enjoying the King James so much. I was, I was looking at this word thinking, what's this word mean? (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting, the list that he gives here. It begins with, for men, speaking of mankind, will be lovers of themselves, Mm. self-focused. Can we put a tick in that box? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Lovers of money. Yep. That becomes priority. Boasters, where we're boasting, proud. Yep. Blasphemers, absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Disobedient to parents, just as well we don't have that. (laughs) Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control. That's a big one. Mm. Despises of good. That's what, uh, when I said incontinent, that's what that actually means. Yeah, without (laughs) self-control. Just in case people were wondering, because I read that and I thought, oh, that wasn't the best one to read on air. I loved it, I loved it. I could just just see people squirming as they heard that. Like, the Bible really speaks about that. Incontinent, a last day issue? Must be what we're eating. Uh, I'll quit that that McDonald's run. Without self-control, it's the old-fashioned way of saying it. Yep. Um, but then it goes on and it talks about, you know, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you invite people um, to come to a, a football game, a music concert or whatever, you know, people are going to come from far and near. Yes. Um, people even travel interstate or even from overseas to go to some kind of entertainment you know, that they desperately want to be at. They're willing to pay thousands of dollars. Mm. You invite them to come to a seminar where Jesus is being shared or you invite them to come to church where they're going to hear the good news of the gospel, the plan of salvation, and it's like you've invited them to come to a place where they're going to get a terminal disease. Like they're, no, 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 no. (laughs) I mean, that's the world we're living in. I mean, you can talk to people about everything except for anything. Faith and religion yeah. and Christianity. It's like a taboo subject. It is. And you can talk about anything else. You can talk about the weather. You can talk about the state of origin. You can talk about the economy. You can talk about politics to a degree, um, depending on who you're talking <laughs> with. But pretty much you can talk about any subject except for that which pertains to eternity. Mm. So Satan's really blinded people, hasn't he? Yes. And then here, this this last section here, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Mm. Do we find that today? Yes. 
How would you describe this form of godliness but without its power? I would describe it as having the name or the label Christian, Christ follower, mm-hmm. but having nothing in my life that speaks of Christ's presence in my heart. So the whole the power of the Holy Spirit is actually not present in my life. I don't bear the fruits of the Spirit. I would have plastic fruits, mm. <laughs> fruits of my own making, which don't last and are very fake. Yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, that's probably the greatest danger for the followers of Jesus to be followers in name only and not in truth. Mm. This form of godliness. Um, and it's interesting that uh, today, especially there in the United States of America, there is a growing movement by Christians to have the politicians um, provide morality, mm. you know, providing morality, encouraging people back to church, encouraging people back to moral values. The politicians are being seen more and more as this is their responsibility. This is their duty. Mm. You know, we're in a Christian nation. So what this tells me is that the gospel, the power of the gospel that the early church utilized through the power of the Holy Spirit the Apostle Paul, he didn't call on the Caesar. You know, he didn't call on the on the political establishment of his day to to bring people to a point of conversion. Mm. The Apostle Paul preached the word of God, he prayed for the Holy Spirit, and he allowed Christ to do that work. But today, because we have lost the power of the Holy Spirit, we no longer use the Holy Spirit as God has invited us to, not as in use, use, we cannot use the Holy Spirit. What I'm saying we're no longer uh, willing to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're no longer willing to allow the Holy Spirit to bring conviction and conversion. And so we are tempted to you know, tap into the laws of the land and to tap into political forces in order to achieve what we don't have power to do because we have developed this form of godliness mm-hmm. without the power. Yeah. And so this is where it's all going to head. This is where the pendulum is going to swing. Set us right up. It set us right up. And so, yeah, it's interesting the, the, the times that we're living in. Speaking of, um, you know, where we are, you know, there's a growing divisions and polarization and civil unrest in society. Mm-hmm. You know, we could spend a lot of time on that in the news media. I mean, there's incredible polarization. Um, politics. Politics, political divisions. I mean, our friend Shell, she's from the United States of America. And the political They're divide. They're no longer united. No, they're not united. They're divided states. <laughs> they are, they are. And um, Shell, um, you know, you're from the United States of America. Do you remember <laughs> the political polarization um, being at the level where it is today in your lifetime? Not even, not even close. Uh, there was definitely some in times. I think that probably when George W. was... Um, President, there was a little bit that was starting to happen and there was a lot of people who were just like, he can't do no wrong because he got us through 9-11. And then there was others who were, you know, mm. very... So there was still a lot of... A little bit of it and we thought it was bad then, but, I mean, compared to nowadays, <laughs> yeah, that was like nothing at all. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so the polarization is just growing. Um, everywhere, mm-hmm. and so you have you have this deep divide, be it on the climate, you know, you've got the left and the right, and uh, their views on the climate, be it marriage and family and morality, the left and the right, you know, they're they're just like polar opposites, 
polar opposites and they're constantly at loggerheads. And so Jesus told us that this would be happening um, because the more polarization and division and unrest, civil unrest in the society. The love of many will grow cold. Exactly. The love of many will grow. That's, that's Matthew 24 verse 12. And, um, and what this does is this creates an environment for control and power hungry individuals to take control Mm -hmm. because when society starts to fragment that is the perfect opportunity to come in with a with a new world order or a new way of moving forward Mm, very interesting i'm telling you this is all being set up little by little this is this convergence (laughs) as we call it this convergence of science so look up look up look up got to keep looking up Got to keep looking up. And, you know, we've talked about economic uncertainty, instability and inequality. Mm. You know, we've talked about that. And, um, you know, it's just incredible where we are today. Mm-hmm. And so this is telling us that Jesus is indeed coming soon. And it's interesting that in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, they had no interest in helping the poor in their day. So. Yeah. yeah, that's what it says in Ezekiel 48. Wow. Sorry, Ezekiel 16, verses 48 to 50. Um, Didn't yeah, know that. They had no interest. Um, and so they just cared about themselves. Then the disparity kept getting yep, greater. Exactly. Well, we have to continue these thoughts. And uh, we're going to listen to Mark Rasmussen now with the song Amazing Grace, Broken Vessels. Then we have the news. And we will finish with these final thoughts as we're coming to a close of this Bible study. These pieces broken and scattered in mercy gathered, mended and whole, empty handed but not forsaken. I've been set
Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. still looking up here on the Looking Up program and we are coming to the end of what's been an amazing Bible study, but we've still got a little bit more time. But uh, Pastor Danny, where, where, where do you want to take us now? I want us to look up. I want to, <laughs> I want to go to heaven. That's where I want to go. Um, now, seriously, as we were discussing and chatting during the break, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're living in a time where things are happening so, so quickly on so many fronts. And I shared with Sharissa during the break that The bottom line is this, Satan hates the family unit above everything and anything else because Mm -hmm. he knows that we're made in the image of God. We're made in the image of God, male and female, and God said be fruitful and multiply. That's the family. Mm -hmm. That's the family unit. So he hates the blessing associated with family living. And so he's trying everything he possibly can through various means. He's just got a host of different ways to undermine and destroy the family unit because he knows as he does that, society comes apart and he also knows that as society comes apart, there is less of an interest in the things of God because guess what? God is the one that created marriage and the family. So when marriage and the family go out the window, guess what? There is less of an interest in the things of God and the things of of, of his kingdom. And that's very clear when you take a look at the Australian Bureau of Statistics, the census results, as we're becoming as we're becoming more affluent, and as the family 
is um, being undermined more and more, guess what? Those who have no faith, those who don't believe in God at all, that, that, that group is skyrocketing. And Christianity, those who claim to be Christians or of other faiths, but especially Christian, that number's going down. Mm-hmm. And they've pretty much met up in the latest census. I think it wow. was like 50% or 50, 55%, um, according to the census, said they were Christian mm-hmm. of one of one variety or another. Most don't obviously go to church, but they just say they're Christian on the census, whereas those without a religion, no religion, they're like up to about 40%. Wow, they're coming very close. They're coming very close, and by the next census, that number will probably go up. I should also say um, we have heard, uh, we've had some texts from our listeners. Oh, yes, tell us. Paul has been listening in, and she just said it's so true. Speak the word of God, and most go into a state of cognitive dissonance. When I first read what Jesus said, that we are but filthy rags, I was horrified. But now I know why that description, polarization, so many filthy rags, so few righteous, it is a spiritual war, polar opposites for sure. Mm, wow. There you go. There you go. Good so, to hear um, from you, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. So feel free to share your comments, your thoughts, questions, yes. prayer requests, do that. And, um, yeah, we will love to share that on air and certainly be praying for you. Now, I shared with you earlier um, regarding... Uh, you know, the the disparity between the rich and the poor. Mm-hmm. You know, the old saying, you know, uh, the rich are getting richer. Yep. And the poor are what? Getting poorer. Poor. I've got a different one. The rich are getting richer and the poor are getting babies. Because <laughs> the, the population explosion, there's a graph that I came across just yesterday as I was doing a bit of research. The population explosion has been in the third world in the last 100 years. Mm in the third or developing world. Yeah. It's been there. Um, and the Western world or, you know, the more affluent um, part of our world, the population has been barely increasing. It's been increasing slightly, but nothing compared to the third world. So the billions and billions of increase have been there in the third world or the developing world, you yeah. know, places like China, which is obviously now in a very in a better place economically than it was, um, you know, 50, 60 years ago or so, and India, you know, where they have now overtaken the world. But what's interesting is that now we have entire countries that are facing bankruptcy, right, entire countries in the third world, with the poorest countries now, this is from Oxfam, with the poorest countries now spending four times more repaying debts to rich creditors than on healthcare. So they're spending four times as much paying the interest or the debt to the creditors, the rich countries, than they do on their health care. Three quarters of the world's governments are planning austerity-driven public sector spending cuts. Three quarters wow. of the world's governments, including on health care and education. So this is just telling us where, where, where things are heading and um, yeah, not in a good direction. And we know that there will be a new world economic order. We know that from Revelation 13, Revelation 17 and 18. We know that. We talked about that earlier. And, you know, we talked about the central bank digital currency and so on and so forth. Now, what goes along with that, Sharissa, is the challenge of technology, surveillance and security. <laughs> all right. This is all like all coming together. So now we have technology at a place that it's never been. We talked about that earlier, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I was laughing before because my sister sent me a meme just yesterday about uh, 
for security cameras, for surveillance security cameras yeah. that you can get, and it's for grandmothers <laughs> in, a, in a Russian town or something, you can get the surveillance. <laughs> to, to look out for your grandma? Yeah, you know, just look out for you. Like, instead of having cameras, you just put... They're willing to tell you what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I yeah, get yeah. it. I get it. Sorry, that's what I was uh, thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is funny. That is funny. Well, in the olden days, it used to be, you know, the grandma down the road. That's she right. knew everything that was going on. Yeah, they did. But now... Different now. It's very different now. So it's interesting that we've got, you know, digital ID mm-hmm. system uh, being piloted. So that's all part of, you know, where we're at now. We've got, obviously, artificial intelligence. And there are individuals like Elon Musk. I think you talked about it on one occasion uh, in a news segment. You know, he's, he's, he's blowing the whistle, he's sounding the alarm that artificial intelligence, oh, through the scary. trajectory that it's going, especially yeah. with this um, chat GPT, yeah. um, it's not heading in the right direction. And we could get to the point... Um, I don't believe God will allow it. I really don't believe God will allow it. But we could potentially and theoretically get to the point where AI takes over the human race. That's where a very scary thought. Where machines and robots thought. take... I mean, it's in the movies. Yeah. You know, Hollywood. But the technology is, is being worked on. It's being worked on. It is being worked mm. on. And um, I, read, um, I read of one individual who has given all his... Um, bank accounts and all these whatever you know his yeah his, his bank finances to chat gpt or whatever um an, an ai kind of program that is that that is deciding where his money goes so investing his money according wow. to so he he doesn't have any input he's just put a certain amount <laughs> and he allows the system just to and he's doing really well he said Wow. Yeah, because it does a lot better than him. It's able to work out, you know, where the best place to spend it, what That's shares scary. and so on and so forth. So he's just sitting back and just letting the program do do all of his legwork. Mm. So that's really interesting. Smart cities. Have you heard of smart cities? I have. What's so smart about them? Do you remember? <laughs> is it that they're all under surveillance? The cameras yeah, yeah. There, there is a lot of surveillance, but there's... Um, there's what's called these, you know, these 15-minute smart cities where... We can only travel within a 15-minute... Yeah, yeah, that's right. In order, It's all part of the whole climate change agenda and being environmentally friendly and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, interesting times. Um, well, you can also shop a lot online and you don't have to go out, do you? No. No, no, you don't. And a lot of people do that. I mean, a lot of people do chat online. My big question to you, I'm not sure if I should even raise this, um, what happens if the internet goes down? Yeah. <laughs> there are some people suggesting that we could one day have the internet go down, maybe for a period of time. People won't know what to do. I mean, everything is linked to the internet. And Siri. Yeah. And we are so Google. vulnerable. We are so vulnerable. True. Like at no other time in human history, we are so vulnerable. If the internet was to go down, we're cactus. I mean, our food supply... Uh, banking, even our um, hospital systems, hospital systems, uh, your water, your sewage, Travel, electricity, trains, trains, planes, everything, mm. planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we would get be, a bike. You would be on your bike. <laughs> um, we'd be in a spot about. Do you think there are some suggesting that that could potentially happen? 
Look, there's a lot, a lot of crazy things going on. I wouldn't put it past the, past the realm of possibility, but yeah, I know it's interesting and scary, um, scary. Yeah, and talking about um, things that are crazy, um, that are hard to believe. Like in China, there they've got their social credit system mm-hmm. up and going. They've had mm-hmm. it for a few years, and now they're really rolling it out more so. Um, in case our listeners are wondering, what on earth is this China? social credit system people can google it obviously and find out for themselves but it's simply where the chinese government gives you so much points so many points if you're doing the right thing and you lose points if you're not doing the right thing according to the communist government um so if you've got high points you can jump on a plane first class if you don't have high points if you're very low because you haven't been doing the right thing according to the government you might not even be able to get on a plane to begin with Yeah, there are people who can't take the fast train in China. <laughs> Literally, you can't take the fast train. I'm not making this up. You can't take the fast train because your social credit points are so low. You think that's going to come to Australia? <laughs> well, it will, according to Revelation 13. It's going to come to the um, world. It's going to come to the entire world where when you're not abiding by the rules and the regulations that have been set forth, you are going to be seriously disadvantaged. And, I mean, it's you won't even be able to buy and sell. Mm-hmm. So forget about getting on the slowest train. You won't be getting on any train. Hmm. And so we know where this train is headed. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that, you know, one of our one of our listeners, I think, wrote about COVID. Um, and we've talked about this in the past, but really COVID, I believe, set the infrastructure, set the, you know, the, the architecture or for what we will see at the end of time. It really, for me, was a dry run. I, I dress saw rehearsals. Dress rehearsals. I saw so many principles that were rolled out during COVID. And the social um, pressures. The social pressures, um, the coercion, um, you know, the the narrative, the, the cancelling of, of freedoms. Op- opposing ideas, freedoms. The list could go. I mean, I remember, I remember, you know, no job, no jab. I remember that line. No shop, um, no shop. That was from our prime minister. No shop, no shop. Yeah, that was our prime minister said that. And um, and so we saw what can happen during a time of crisis. And so it happened very quickly. It happened very quickly. So if there's some kind of major meltdown in the world, whether it be the internet, whether it be the economy um, sinking, such as we cannot begin to imagine, whatever it is. I can see things changing very, very quickly. So that really says to our listeners that, you know, every day we should take that time to make sure that our hearts belong to Jesus. Mm, To make sure we take that time looking up every day because if we wait till we see this sign fulfilled more, when when this happens in the world, we'll just, we could find ourselves caught off guard. Mm, Indeed. And, you know, as we get to the end of this segment, I want to take a look at the words of Jesus in John 16. And if you could read them for us, John 16 Verse 32 and 33. These are beautiful words, especially for our time. Sure. The Bible says, Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Isn't that beautiful? It is. In Jesus, we can have peace. So regardless of the tribulation that is going on around us, be it right now, be it in the future, 
we know that we are safe and secure in the arms of Jesus. Jesus said, you have left me alone, mm-hmm. but I'm not alone. Amen. You know, My Father is with me. Jesus will be with us through the storm. He will not let you go. In fact, Jesus will be closer to you in the storm than when the storm is not there. Ah, there's a song we used to sing growing up with Jesus in the vessel. You can smile mm. at the storm. Amen. And uh, we're going to listen to... I can't know, Eliane, anyway, the song is Trust In You. It's a perfect message in song for right now. Amen. Letting go of every single dream I lay each one down at your feet Every moment of my wandering Never changes why you see I've tried to win this war, I confess My hands are weary, I need your rest Mighty warrior, king of the fight No matter what I face, you're by my side Tomorrow brings There's not a day ahead you have not seen So in all things be my life and breath I want what you want, Lord, and nothing less When you don't move the mountains, I'm needing you to move When you don't part the waters, I wish I could That 
was a beautiful song, Trust in You, and we have come to the end of our program today on the Looking Up show. Pastor Danny has some final thoughts, though, that he would like to share, so I'll leave it to you, Pastor Danny. Okay. Um, I want to just reflect on the gospel. Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end shall come. That's Matthew twenty four fourteen. The gospel of the what? Of kingdom. the kingdom. And you think of the kingdom of God. Jesus came and he gave us a taste of his kingdom, mm-hmm. a kingdom that would be made up of joy and peace and happiness and love, you know, genuine love. And it's interesting that in Revelation, at the end of time, as Jesus is coming, these are the words that are spoken. This is the seventh trumpet. So this is right at the end. There are seven trumpets. The seventh trumpet ushers in the coming of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And this is what we have in Revelation 11. And I'm, I'm reading from verse 15. It says, Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Amen. I just love that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And so God's kingdom is that everlasting kingdom. In Daniel chapter 2, we have that rock that comes and smashes the kingdoms of this world that have brought so much pain and suffering and sorrow Mm. that are based on tyranny, that are based on, you know, human power and human wisdom and selfishness and all the things we've talked about. And God will establish his kingdom, which is a kingdom, an everlasting kingdom that will never be removed, that is based on love, Mm. justice, peace, and everything that is healthy and happy and goes well for a prosperous society. So praise the Lord. This is where it's going and this is where the train will stop. Amen. We want to be on that train. Praise the Lord. That's that's a kingdom we want to be part of. Amen. God's eternal kingdom. That's the everlasting gospel. the gospel of the kingdom. That's it. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Pastor Danny, would you like to close in prayer? Love to. Father in heaven, we thank you so much. We can come before your throne of grace. Um, before we end this program, Lord, we have talked about uh, what's going on in the world as it compares to your words, Lord, you've given us in your word. And Lord, the, the things that we are seeing all around us as we compare them to scripture, Lord, It's unmistakable. Without a shadow of a doubt, Lord, you are coming back very soon. And uh, we just thank you that one of these days soon, the kingdoms of this world will vanish and you will establish your everlasting kingdom of love that will reign forever. Father, we pray that your kingdom, the principles of your kingdom will rule and reign in our hearts, that we will give our allegiance to you each and every day as we prepare for that great and awesome day May we all together be found on that day looking up and Mm. crying out, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him and he has come to save us. This is our God. We will rejoice in his salvation. So bless all of our listeners. Thank you, dear Lord, for this time that we could spend encouraging one another from your word. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for leading us through that time, Pastor Danny. And next week we will continue as we continue just to study God's word and see how the signs of the times are all telling us that Jesus is coming soon. And this is the time, the best time to be looking up, to be looking up because only looking up to heaven and, and to 
Jesus is their hope. Amen. So Amen. right now, we don't want you to go anywhere. Just keep staying on this channel on Faith FM because we're going to the Drive Time Show live in Adelaide. So that will be another exciting show. And uh, until then, remember to join us again, same place, same time next week you won't be here I won't actually be here i'll be running a so mission so it'll be with uh, justin and myself mm-hmm. and we're going to be the doing awesome a little <laughs> we're going to be doing a new series on something which i'll surprise you next week so until then remember that fear looks around regret looks back but faith always looks up god bless you and we look forward to your company then keep looking up don't give up don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast Into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me Count on one thing The same God who never fails Will not fail me now Will not fail me now In the waiting The same God who's never late Is working all things out Is working all things out Yes, I will lift you up your name